You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Good evening, good evening, and thank you so much for listening to the Manifesting God podcast. I am your host, Prophetess Marie Elizabeth. If you could kindly share with a friend, because you know, if you're listening to this broadcast, that God has indeed kept you. He's kept you through dangers that have been seen, that which you have not even seen. God has truly kept you you. Come on, let's get started. Get over to 1 Chronicles 17. 1 Chronicles 17. Let's talk a little bit about David and Solomon today. In 1 Chronicles 17 and verse 1, it says, after David settled in his place, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. So in verse two, let me continue. Nathan replied to David, whatever you have in mind, do it for God is with you. But that night, the word of the, the word of God came to Nathan and it said this, Verse four, go tell my servant, David, this is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. So we understand that God did not want David to build a house because David was a warrior and he had shed blood. Remember that in 1 Chronicles 28, when David addressed the people in verse two, he said, um, he rose to his feet and he said, listen, my fellow Israelites, my people, I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, for the footstool of our God. And I made plans to build it, but I made plans to build it, but God said to me, you are not the one to build the house for my name because you are a warrior and he, you have shed blood. Now, if we go down to verse five in first Chronicles 17, it's God says to, to David, I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought Israel up out of Egypt to this Day. This is what he told Nathan to tell David. And then he said, I have moved from one tent to another, from one dwelling place to another, wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, with all of them. Did I ever say to any of their leaders whom I commanded to shepherd my people, why have you not built me a house? See, what David had in mind was a good thing, yes? But the issue is here, don't be so caught up in what you think 
is good, that you land yourself outside of the will and the purpose of God because of your zeal, because of your zeal. And it was a case where we have to be careful with the scripture is saying to us is that our zeal do does not put us in position to do what others have not done. And, but yet we're working in the opposition, the opposition towards the opposition in opposition, I'm sorry, to the purposes that God has for our lives. So we need to understand our why, why are we doing what we're doing? And there's a lot of ways to make sure that our why is inconsistent with God's will. We want our why to be attached to God's will. Go to verse seven in that same chapter. It says, now then tell my servant, David, this is God talking to Nathan. This is what the Lord almighty says. I took you from pasture to pasture, from tending the flock and appointed you the ruler over my people, Israel. I have been with you. I have been with you, God says, wherever you have gone. And I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people, Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them any more as they did in the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed my appointed leaders over my people, Israel. I will also subdue your enemies. I declare to you that the Lord will build a house for you. The Lord will build a house for you. And then he tells them in verse 11, when your days are over to be with your ancestors, I'm going to raise up your offsprings to succeed you, one of your own sons, and I'm going to establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for me and I will establish his throne forever. He says, I'm going to be his father and he's going to be my son. I'll never take my love away from him as, as, as I took it away from your predecessor. I will set him over my house and my kingdom forever. His throne will be established for a, forever. So Nathan went back and he told David all of these things. So David began to make preparations no longer for him to build the house of God, but for his son to build the house of God. Now go to first Chronicles 29. Everything that David had already prepared, he was gathering those things and put it together with instruction for his son, Solomon, who was now to build. What we're talking about tonight, we're talking about it's time to build. It's time to build. First Chronicles 29. Then King David said to the whole assembly, the whole assembly, my son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen is young and inexperienced. <clears throat> 
the task is great because this palladial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. He said, this is David talking to the people with all of my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise for the stones, turquoise stones of various colors and all kinds of fine stones and marble, all of these in large quantities. So everything that I have prepared to build the house of God, I am now handing it over to my son whom God has chosen to build his house. So what does that tell us? That just because you have the resources, the stuff to build does not mean that you should. It does not mean that you should. And what we see here is this David supplying everything that he did have, everything that he gathered to his son, whom God required to build, whom God required to build. It literally takes me back to um, times when I was growing up in my parents' home. And when it came time for me to move out on my own, my parents went around and everything that they had gathered over the time that I had been growing up, they began to set, point me to things and say, okay, now you take this and you take that and you take this and you take that and telling me what to take to my new apartment. So as to set me up so that I I wouldn't have to build from scratch. And this is what David did for Solomon. He began to set him up so that he wouldn't have to build from scratch. So all that he had prepared to build for the house of God, he began to gather it so that Solomon could have that because God had chosen Solomon to build. And David said also this in verse three, Besides, in my devotion to the temple of God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God over and above everything I've already, everything that he already provided for the holy temple, he went into the personal things that he had gathered and he began to hand them over as well to build the temple of God. He gave Solomon 3,000 talents of gold in verse four, gold of Ophir and uh, 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls and the building for the gold work and the silver work and for the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who is willing, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and of the officials in charge of the king's work, they even gave willingly. They gave toward the work of the temple of God, 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents 
of iron. You know, this, this kind of takes me to second Chronicles two. Let's go over there because I found that Solomon, not only was uh, Solomon a person of wisdom by his divine ask of God to give him such wisdom to even rule over the people, but yet his wisdom carried over into building the temple of God. So God gave him wisdom in all things. So in Second Chronicles 2, it talks a lot about when Solomon went to uh, build in Second Chronicles 2. And I want to point out here some things that God will do to let you know that it's time to build, that it's time to build. First, let's look at 2 Chronicles 2 and verse 2, I believe, where it starts and it says, Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stone cutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. So what does this tell me? That God will position you. It says Solomon gave orders. He was in a position to give orders, to give orders to build what God had given him to Build, okay? He was in a position that he was able to position even the men, the folks that would do the work to position them as well. He got 70,000 men as carriers. He got 80,000 as stone cutters. And then he positioned foremen over them. So he was positioned, so he positioned. He was positioned as head, so he positioned others as head. He didn't micromanage. He didn't try to manage the, the 70,000 carriers or the 80,000 stone cutters. He positioned 3,600 foremen over them. So he was positioned, so he positioned. Okay, verse three, Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyree. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Another thing I see that God will do, he'll give you relationships. He'll give you relationships. Verse three, okay, I'm continuing to verse four. And he says, now I'm about to build a temple for the name of the Lord, my God, and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incenses before him. Also for setting out the consecrated bread regularly and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbath at the new moons and at the appointed festivals of the Lord, our God. What else will God give you that I see here when it's time to build? Vision. You will have vision. He knew what he was building. He knew who he needed to build it. And he knew why he was building it. 
he had vision. So the vision is clear here. We're building this temple because we need to set out the consecrated bread, bread regularly. I'm sorry, I missed one. He, you, we need to burn fragrant incenses before God. We need to set out consecrated bread regularly. We need to make burnt offerings every morning and evening at the new moons and at the appointed festivals. He said, the temple I am going to build is going to be great because God is greater than all other gods. But then he says, but who is able to build a temple for him? Since the heavens, even the highest heavens cannot even contain him. Who then am I to build a temple for him except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? I'm continuing to verse seven. He said, send me therefore a man skilled to work in gold and in silver and bronze and iron and in purple crimson and blue yarn and experienced in the art of engraving to work in Judah and Jerusalem with, with my skilled workers whom my father David provided. Send me also to Juniper and Algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants are skilled in cutting timber there. My servants, he says, will work with yours. He's talking to the other king to provide me with plenty of lumber because the temple I build, Solomon says, must be large and magnificent. What does this tell me? Verse seven through nine, God will give you strategy. God will give you strategy. He says, I can't, Solomon said, I cannot possibly build a temple for God because even the heavens, the highest heavens can't contain him. Who can build a temple for him? The only thing we can do is offer a sacrifice to God. The only thing we can do in this temple is offer a sacrifice to God. And with that, Solomon said, I have the strategy. This is what I need. God is going to give you the strategy to build. So we have so far that God will position you. He will give you relationships. He will give you vision. He will give you strategy. Now we have verse 10. I will give your servants, the woodsmen who count the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 20, 20, baths of olive oil. Haram, the king of Tyre, replied to this letter to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, he has given you king, given, made you their king. The last thing that I noticed that God will give you when he has called you to build, he will give you the ability to count the cost. You will have the finances. Everything you need will be ready to build what God has told you to build. He will give you wisdom and distribution. So what we have is God will give us when he has called us to build position. He will give us position. He will give us relationship. 
He will give us strategy. He will give us the ability to count the cost, the ability to manage the finances, manage the wealth, not just the wealth being the money, but the wealth of the goods that are being supplied. Solomon had that wisdom and he's showing us here what God will give you in order to build for him. Listen, there are many people today building today and they are positioned for building. They have the relationships for building, but they may lack in the vision category. They have the resources, but they may lack in the strategy category. Why am I saying that? Because David had the resources. David had the relationships. David even had the position but he was not the one that God required to build. So that means that we can't think because we have those things, the position, the um, relationships, or the, even the, the stuff, the, the finances, or, the, or the, uh, like the supplies. We can't think that that automatically means that God is calling us to build something. If God is calling us to build, we will have all of these things. We definitely don't want to build without vision. We don't want to build without strategy. Over the years, I've seen much laid waste because there was no vision and because there was no strategy. I think back to growing up, there's a lot that I saw growing up that, that doesn't exist today, that does not exist today. Why? Because what was lacking vision and strategy. There was nothing that would make there to say how to carry on once that person was no longer there. Now I look at David, David got his instruction from God and he followed his instruction, even though he had it in his heart and in his mind to build. He had the resources and he had the relationship to build. We see here where Solomon had an actual vision to build. He knew what, not just to house the Ark of the Covenant of God, but he understood we are going there only to offer sacrifices. That's about all we can offer God is a sacrifice is the sacrifices that he commands. And they, and Solomon also had the strategy. Remember some time ago, David had went through and he went and counted, did the census and God was not pleased when he went through the land and did a census because he wanted to know what all he had. Solomon went through and he did it, but not on his people, but on the people, on the... Um, I'll say the migrants, because I can't think of a better word right now, on the people who were not a part of his kingdom. He did it amongst the workers so that he would know who he had to do the work. He was focused. He was focused on his task at hand. He knew what he needed to know, and he sought out the information that he needed, only what he needed, because why? He was developing a strategy to build. And he needed to make sure he counted the cost and understood that he had everything that he needed to build what God had told him to build. So again, we want to be clear. It is time to build. 
That's what we're talking about. How do we know when it's our time to build? We will be positioned. We will have the relationships. We will have the vision. We will have the strategy or resources. We will have the strategy and we will be able to distribute and uh, distribute and uh, um, know how to manage our cost, manage our cost. And that is actually all that I have for you today. I don't want to say any more than what God is telling me to say. So I'm just going to pray for you right now because it's time to build. It's time for us to go forth and build what God has for us to build. But I want you to be clear on what God is giving you to build because you need to, by saying it to you, I am opening up your eyes to be able to see where your position. I'm opening your eyes to be able to see the relationships that God has positioned around you. I'm opening your ears and your heart to comprehend the vision that God has given you. And I'm also expanding your understanding, your comprehension to be in touch and in tune with the strategies of God, not to mention counting the cost, something Solomon did. You have to be able to manage all of your resources. But if you notice when he sent out and said that I will give your service the woodsman who cut. He was saying what he need. But before he said that, he set forth the strategy. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So we have to be clear on what we're doing, which is our vision, and then our strategy. How do we plan on accomplishing that? If we're not clear on that, we will never properly utilize the resources that God puts around us to build for him. We won't know what they're for. So I pray today, come on, let me pray with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for life, for health, for strength, for joy, for peace. And I thank you, God, that you are not only uh, that you are teaching our minds right now to comprehend God, you are attaching us to your to your strategies so that we can comprehend what you have placed before us. We can comprehend God, open our eyes so that we can see how you've positioned us, God, to build. Open our eyes, God, so that that we can comprehend, God, the, the resources that you have placed around us and that we can see the vision and the strategy for building that you have put within us, God. Enlighten our understanding, God, that we might know the very hope of our calling. Help us, God, today to build what you have called us to build. Nothing more, nothing less. Cause us to build the way you have told us to build. Cause us to write the vision and make it plain. Cause us to count the cause. Cause us to know the resources that you have placed around us, the people, the places, the things that you have placed around us, God. Open our eyes and our understanding, God. We want to build according to the intricate details of your mind, God, that we might manifest, that we might manifest in the earth that which you have purposed. In the name of Jesus, I pray 
God, touch the minds of the builders right now in the name of Jesus. Touch their hearts, God. Touch their hearts, God, so they might be clear that they are the ones to build, God. And move aside that which is not required to build for you, God. Make room, make room for them, God, to build as you have appointed them, God. In the name of Jesus, touch the hearts of the fathers, God, that they would properly, properly uh, distribute that which they have collected to build, that their sons and their daughters, those that they have a that you have appointed will build God in the earth realm, that which you desire. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. For those of you who would like to donate to this podcast, the information is at the bottom of your screen. I thank you so much for joining me on today. And if you missed it, go ahead back and do that replay. Play that thing back again and make sure that you have everything that you need to build. Make sure God has positioned you be clear on where you stand. Be clear on where you stand so that you can build that which is of God and that that not which is of the enemy. And until I see you next time, don't let go. Don't let go because God has a calling on your life. And if it's not to build, ask God what he has for you and then be open to what God has for you because we want to build for God and for God alone. Have a good evening.